It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Dairy Gold Agri, your solution to all your farm needs. Welcome to this week's Farm Talk. I'm Barry O'Mahony. On the programme, we continue our weekly look at the world of agriculture and food. As the COVID-19 restrictions continue, with some to be gradually eased from next week, we again emphasise key points in relation to guidelines and how they impact the agri-sector, and we update any changes about to take place. The silage season is upon us. This week has seen the cut begin. We hear from Dairy Gold's Muskery Area Sales Manager, Finian DC about all things silage. There's already a lot of it on the ground. We're seeing some fields now cut and the silage gathered, so a topical item at this time. Kieran Collins, Tagusk Tillage Specialist Cork, joins us to discuss what the tillage crop area will look like this year. Issues such as weather and perhaps crops coming under stress, and the importance of being aware of the plant production products on the market and their compliance with legislation. Mental health has become a very emotive issue in agriculture in recent times. We hear from a young Cork man whose father, a farmer in West Cork, took his own life two weeks ago. The Sun discusses issues around mental health in farming. Also, Farm Talk's John O'Connor looks at some of the stories that have been making the agri-news this week. Farm Talk on C103. ICSA has expressed concerns about EU Commission proposals on COVID-19 emergency funding. ICSA President Edmund Phelan said he was worried at the proposals from the European Commission to raid the Rural Development Pillar 2 budget to create emergency funding for farmers and SMEs. ICSA is adamant emergency funding for farmers is urgent owing to the devastating impact on markets caused by COVID-19 but says it's unacceptable to pretend that this proposal is actually helping. It is effectively paying farmers to keep quiet with their own money. The Taoiseach's being called on to prioritise working with his EU counterparts to create an extraordinary fund for extraordinary times. Green shoots are beginning to re-emerge for farmers out of the COVID-19 crisis, according to the IFA. One of the beef sector's major buyers, McDonald's, announced it would reopen some outlets for drive through from next week. IFA says up to 60,000 farmers will benefit. It comes as the EU agriculture ministers met to further discuss supports for the sector. IFA President Tim Cullinan says while farmers still need more help, there are some signs recoveries on the way. Hopefully what this will do is bring confidence back into the, the beef sector again. So already we're seeing green shoots across Europe. Since the end of the lockdown across Europe, some of the food services starting to open up again, which is reflecting in the price of beef here already. And so obviously we want to see more of that. We are looking for a, a compensation package for beef farmers, a direct payment of up to €100 
per animal that was slaughtered since the onset of COVID. We are negotiating a package for farmers with the Minister at the moment because it has been a very difficult winter for those particular farmers. Fine Gael MEP for Ireland South, Sean Kelly, is calling on the European Commission to propose a financial mechanism that would give farmers easier access to finance to help them cope with the economic fallout from the pandemic. He's recommending something like the EU's 2.3 billion euro Cosme programme. It's currently helping thousands of small and medium-sized enterprises access finance through guarantees, loans and equity capital. Sean Kelly explains how the competitiveness of small and medium-sized enterprises programme might work for farmers in Ireland. It's very good for small businesses. They outline what they want, then they apply and they get it. And I think for a short period of time at least, until agriculture is back up and running again, there should be a specific cosme for uh, farmers, because farmers are basically small businesses as well, even though they aren't often categorised in that area. And I think that would be a big help to them, as well as the measures that have been uh, mooted up until now. IFA National Livestock Chair Brendan Golden said cattle prices continue to strengthen, driven by tighter supplies and strong retail demand. He said procurement managers and agents are on the road scrambling for stock, offering deals which include the full cost of transport, removal of weight restrictions and additional price top-ups. The base price continues to rise with some deals for steers and heifers. Brendan Golden said the supply balance has swung in favour of the farmer and feeders should dig in hard and negotiate a strong premium above the quoted base price as well as transport and other specifications. IFA Livestock Chair said finishers are still taking a roasting on price and shipping serious losses compared to where they need to be to break even or make a margin. IFA will continue to push Minister Creed hard to secure a direct payment for finishers to cover the COVID-19 and Brexit-related losses on cattle sold this year. On live exports, Brendan Golden said the Minister for Agriculture must intervene and resolve issues between the department and the exporter on the Algerian trade. IFA National Sheep Chair Sean Dennehy said the lamb trade remains solid with tight supplies of spring lamb and strong demand driven by the end of Ramadan and additional retail demand. He said factories are actively looking for lambs and paying €6.20 to €6.30 kg. Many of the retail customers are now making the full switch over to spring lamb. Last week's kill was divided 60%-40% in favour of spring lambs. To merge this week, up to 60 staff at a meat plant in Eden Derry County Offaly tested positive for coronavirus. As Derry Meat said, it has put in place significant COVID-19 control measures. All staff were told not to come to work when they're feeling sick or have symptoms of the virus. Masdera Meats also has over 120 cases of COVID-19 at another factory in Ross Cray County, Tipperary. Keepak declined to comment amidst the reports that workers at its meat plant in Watergrass Hill had tested positive for COVID-19. Fianna Fáil leader Michal Martin told the Dáil the situation in meat plants is gravely serious and it's not obvious that clusters are being dealt with comprehensively. The mass testing of staff at Keepak and Walgrass Hill took place earlier this week. A leading farming organisation is calling for all staff in the meat factories to be tested for COVID-19 as soon as possible. Edmund Phelan, president of the Irish Cattle and Sheep Farmers Association, says health officials must take more action. I think it's very important that all, we say, workers in the meat plants are tested ASAP if they haven't been tested already. We need a very, very quick turnaround on results for it. Now, I do believe that in some plants, workers are being screened, like temperature checked every day, and which is a very good thing. 
So hopefully uh, that can be spread to, to all factories. The Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine has invited the submission of tenders for the development of a Rural Female Entrepreneur Initiative under the Rural Development Innovation and Development Programme, RIDF. Funding is being made available for the development and implementation of a programme targeted at potential nascent entrepreneurial women living in rural areas. Proposals for this are being sought from suitable, experienced service providers who have the capability and vision to develop and implement a tailored work programme to address the skills, enterprise and capability gaps of rural nascent female entrepreneurs and takes into account the barriers which can sometimes limit entrepreneurial activity in rural areas, particularly for female entrepreneurs. Further information from the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine at the following website www.agriculture.gov.ie or the following phone line 01607-2802, the department. The deadline for submission of tenders is 12 noon on 12th of June 2020. Tenders will be assessed through a competitive process for funding of proposed projects. That's the programme for nascent rural female entrepreneurial development. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Farm Talk on C103. We continue on Farm Talk this week with news that Ballymaloo Foods signed a deal with the Australian retail giant Coles to start supplying its Ballymaloo relish product to their stores across 120 outlets from this month. Coles is a national full-service supermarket retailer operating more than 800 in all across Australia. Gary Hanrahan is marketing manager of Ballymaloo Foods. We think it's a, a great partnership because Coles are such a big player in the market in Australia and there's such a wide reach and we're such a big Irish population over there at the moment. And this will give them a real taste of a home at a time when they really need it and when they're probably craving for a home. Quilta and the National Parks and Wildlife Service are to begin using innovative drone technology to predict, detect and fight forest and wildfires during the high-risk season summer months. Drone technology will survey areas for fires and support firefighters on the ground. The programme will be rolled out in Dublin, Wicklow and Midland regions at high risk. Drones are equipped with cameras that peer through smoke, as well as sensors for smoke detection and other weather variables that affect how fires spread. They can capture continuous footage of areas deemed at high risk and spot small fires that otherwise could not be detected until they'd become much larger and harder to contain. With the forest fire weather warning in place, Quilta and NPWS are asking people to be vigilant and to report any fires they see to the local fire brigade. More information is available from quilta.ie and npws.ie. Next, we turn our attention to silage and hear from Dairy Gold's area sales manager in Muskery, Finney in DC. There's already a lot of silage on the ground and a lot more lined up across this weekend and next week. We're over two weeks into May. Eager farmers have been kicking off the silage season, getting the first cut in this week. So I began by asking Finian how the grass that's being cut right now is looking. So I suppose there is a lot of grass being cut at the moment, Barry. Um, it's a lot of, I suppose, good quality grass being knocked um, in relation to surplus paddocks on grazing platforms. Um, growth has been very good let's say last week there's up around the 70 to 80 kgs dry matter um, and I suppose farmers have to make make um, good opportunity take opportunity when, when the weather is good um, yeah What kind of preparation has been done then Finian over the most recent weeks while we've had the good weather in preparation for this? 
Yeah, so I suppose like that now, fertiliser has gone out. Um, your average, look, general rule of thumb would be your 100 units of nitrogen uh, per acre would um, would be the silage you'll be getting. Um, and generally roughly 20 to 30 units of P and around 100 units of K also. So Finian, at this stage, is there much grass already down? Yeah, so I suppose every area is different, Barry, but um, roughly speaking, I would say there's around a quarter of the silage knocked so far in the past 10 days, roughly. Um, silage, I suppose, started off earlier this year rather than most years. Um, it usually kicks off around the 15th of May, and um, I suppose the late spring fellas um, didn't get silage ground grazed, and this is going to in turn lead to, um, I suppose, cutting, cutting early in that relation, yeah. And some farmers may have cut it too close with spreading fertiliser on silage ground. So what can these farmers do now, you know, if the grass is looking like it's ready to cut? Yeah, so the most important thing is to allow the grass to uptake all the nitrogen fertiliser that was applied on it. So it it should have got around 100 units of nitrogen per acre for the first cut. So a general rule of thumb is that two units of nitrogen is used up by the grass in good growing conditions. So around 50 days after applying your fertiliser is a good guide to knock your grass. If you're anyway unsure of the nitrogen content or, or sugar levels of your grass, you should test the grass for nitrates and sugars. So this involves cutting a few samples of grass at the height the mower would be cutting, enough to fill a 3-litre Ziploc zip bag that you typically find in your kitchen. Uh, take this bag to your local dairy gold, dairy gold branch or contact your ASM and they'll organise the sample to be taken to the lab in Numberstone. So it's important to put your name, account number and phone number on the bag and basically the lab will process the sample and then you will get a text as well as your ASM and um, you can then discuss the results. So I suppose the results, the two main ones are the sugars, so it's the most important and um, you should be aiming for 3% and at a minimum 2.5%. So the sugars are highest on bright sunny days and cool nights and what these sugars actually do they feed the lactic acid bacteria that ferment your grass and make good quality silage. The more sugars in your grass, the more lactic acid produced in the pit, which will lead to better fermentation and a quicker pH drop. And in relation to the nitrates, this is an indication of how much nitrogen fertilizer the grass has taken up, and if it needs more growing days to use up the nitrogen it has received. Ideally, the nitrate figure will be below 500 milligrams per kg, if not, the grass will need more growing days or high sugar levels to compensate for this. Now, there's been a lot of talk recently about using additives and their benefits. Is it just for silage that would otherwise pull you in soil, or is there more to it? Yes, yeah, firstly, I suppose an additive does not make a poor grass ward into good silage. It is essential to have the basics correct in the first place. So, essentially, there is a battle between the sugars and the nitrates. High levels of nitrates increase the buffering capacity of the silage which resists pH drop, and on the other end, the sugars that feed the lactic acid bacteria ensure the quick pH drop. So once there are enough sugars in the battle, you will have a good preservation. The inclusion of an additive speeds up the silage fermentation process and increases the silage quality. The quicker the reduction in pH, the better, as it minimizes the breakdown of proteins to ammonia and also inhibits the growth of undesirable microorganisms such as mold. So the main silage additive that we use in dairy gold is Ecosile. Uh, Bolac produces Ecosile, uh, Ecosile range of products, and it has more supporting trial work behind it than any other additive worldwide. The additive contains a special special strain of bacteria called MTD1. It's a strain of Lactobacillus tantarium that produces a large amount of lactic acid bacteria that quickly and efficiently 
and it is effective over a wide range of pH, temperatures and dry matters. EcoCell guarantees to deliver 1 million of their unique bacteria per gram of grass, leading to a rapid fall in the pH of the silage, bringing about fast, efficient fermentation. And there is, there is liquid and dry applications available and can be used on all, all round balers and silage harvesters, so it's just a matter of asking your silage contractor what application suits them best. And what are the costs of using these silage additives then, Finneen? So the, the cost, I suppose, is depending on the yield of your crop, but just for argument's sake, we'll take um, an, an average of 10 tonne of grass per, of fresh weight per acre. So then you can either use liquid or dry application, and um, both will cover 100 tonnes of fresh weight grass. So that means that basically a bag, a bag or, or, or the two litres of liquid will cover 10 tonne of grass each. Cost to the farmer is between 13 euro and 15 euro per acre, depending on the yield, obviously. And um, if your sugars are around 2%, it would be advised to use an additive and ensure that lactic acid wins that battle and preserves your, your silage as quick as possible. And finally, I suppose the most important thing, Philian, how do farmers see that money back? Yeah, so the additive, it's a small cost in proportion to the value and I suppose the importance of your silage pit to you over the winter months. Uh, there's a lot of research behind the EcoSoil products. There's 26 independent trials that have shown the EcoSoil products increase silage DMD by an average of 3% and also there's 15 independent dairy trials completed and on average the increase in milk is 1.2 litres per cow per day so it, like if we get another soil spring like we had this year and cows are depending on good quality silage to produce high yields like they were this spring we'll be glad, glad of the proven increases in dry matter intake and yield from these additives. Finney and DC Dairy Gold's area sales manager in Muscari well, the COVID-19 lockdown means there are more walkers and cyclists on rural roads and increased safety concerns as the silage season starts. Eileen Callan is chair of the West Cork ICMSA and safety for everyone involved is an issue we discussed given it's a busy time on the land but also on the roads as people exercise within restrictions imposed by COVID-19 regulations. I suppose I live very near Clonakilty Town myself and I've seen the dramatic increase in joggers, walkers, families out for the day. The weather has been absolutely fantastic since lockdown so people aren't able to go to gyms and they're not able to do the usual keep fit that they would do. Some of them are of course there's people not working, the people are working from home so more and more people are gone out on the road. So for the next number of weeks silage season has just got into full swing over the past few days. Uh, certainly here on Clonakilty it's um, it's a very busy time and what we would be saying is please to those come enjoy your day out um, take out the iPad take out the iPods take out the heads take off the headphones be visible look around keep safe keep alive keep on the roads keep enjoy and just you know just avoid just avoid having a, an accident or something more fatal what I've noticed Eileen is that a lot of people have the vis jackets on now right throughout the day is that important yes I would think so because you know there is um, as you have said as we have said there is an increased volume of traffic uh, people are the farmers themselves contractors whatever they're in a hurry they're getting from place to place so anything that will highlight somebody walking jogging whatever yes yes so do put on the um, the high vis jack and get out yes and what advice would you have then for the contractors themselves? Obviously, they're playing an important part at this time of the year in the production uh, of silage in particular. What, what message would you have for them? I suppose the simple message is uh, be aware that, you know, that there is a lot more people on the country roads at the moment and a lot more people are out and about. And just remember, you know, 
um, that those people are maybe not used to being out as much on country roads and that they are there and just keep 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 the eyes open and keep keep focused on on the roads and keep focused on what's happening. And in your own activities, Eileen, as chair of the West Cork IC MSA, what are you doing at this time? This morning I can report that uh, we came out of a three-hour meeting. Uh, I think it was a Zoom meeting. I think we were all, at the start of it, I think we were all a little bit uh, apprehensive of it, but it actually went off very, very well. I think after a few hiccups of trying to get people hooked up or whatever. But yeah, we had a Zoom meeting, a full Zoom meeting of the National Council members, and we went through the issues there and the topics. And uh, yeah, this is a very, it's a very successful meeting, actually. And can you see much of a resumption in activities uh, as we move on through the year, Eileen? I suppose we have to wait and see. Um, we come out of the first part of our lockdown next Monday that way. So after that, we probably will have to take it step by step and see how it will, how things will go. Eileen Callan, chairperson of the West Cork ICMSA. IFA and the Road Safety Authority also launched a joint safety appeal this week as the silage season gets underway. They're appealing to drivers of farming machinery and vulnerable road users to share the road safely. IFA.ie and RSA.ie have more information on that safety campaign. Calf birth registrations may now be undertaken by herd owners free of charge by smartphone. Following the introduction of the department's mobile phone calf registration app Calf Reg. Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine Michael Creed, TD, points out that the switch from paper notifications to electronic in 2019 alone meant 70% of calf birth registrations on AIMS, the Animal Identification and Movement System, had been through electronic notifications. There is one stipulation, herd owners must have an AgFood account to use this app. Further information from www.agfood.ie lowercase or the following department phone help desk number. That's 0761 064424. That's uh, 0761 064424. Or further inquiries from herd owners may be emailed to aimaim at agriculture.gov.ie or lowercase. That's the mobile phone calf birth registration app, Calf Reg. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Farm Talk on C103. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on bluenile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. We continue this week's Farm Talk with our weekly Tagusk Advisory. Joining us is Kieran Collins, Tagusk Tillage Specialist Cork, to discuss the tillage crop area. 
I began by asking Kieran about what we can expect this year after a difficult autumn weather-wise and a slow start to spring. Yeah, as you said, it was a really difficult autumn and I suppose like if we went back the previous autumn with a record area of winter barley over 80,000 hectares nationally and you know, it was very broken in October this year, so, you know, the area winter barley is back substantially, you know, back by 50% actually in, in, in some areas, and our own area in Cork would be something similar to that, you know, and then the wheat obviously was, 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 was back as well, so I suppose the consequence of all of that then is that we have more spring barley, you know, spring barley is the biggest crop in the country now this year, we'd expect by a long way, so maybe 140, 150,000 hectares from you know, 92-odd thousand hectares in, in the previous year, you know. So we do have a bit of a, a, a change in the in the landscape there. And I suppose maybe the other one that's interesting is probably the forage area is probably slightly back. So with a big increase in the likes of maize and, and fodder beet there, particularly in 18 when we had a bad drought, but that sort of continued again into 19. And I think judging, you know, the, the basic payment applications would be going in at the moment, but the vibe that you'd get on the ground certainly would be that the area, those forage crops would be back slightly, but maybe not hugely on, on last year. And what impact will the increased area of spring barley have on the market for grain and straw? Well, I suppose firstly on grain, I suppose it, it doesn't make a huge difference to price-wise, even though we would produce less grain with spring barley because, you know, winter barley obviously would be a much higher yielding crop. And again, we'd have less tons in the system because we would have less winter wheat. But we are a net importing country. So in terms of price, it's really, I suppose, unfortunately, in one sense, kind of governed by the price at the port and that, you know. Um, so the, the, it probably won't have a huge impact overall on, on, on the grain market. Um, the I suppose on the straw end of it, you would have less straw from, from spring barley than you ha- would have with, with winter barley. So if you compare, say, 2019 and twenty. You'd expect, and there's a long way to go, and depends what way the year turns out, but that maybe straw would be a little bit scarcer given that the area of, of, of winter barley is reduced, really, you know. And we've had some really good weather recently, Kieran, dry weather at that. Has that had an impact on crop growth? Yeah, I suppose it, it was welcome in in the sense that, you know, we had a very slow start to the spring. And, you know, I suppose at some stages we, we thought, would we ever get going with sowing? And, and eventually we did. And I suppose we, we've been quite fortunate um, in County Cork in general that, you know, since the spring barley in particular was sown, there have been a few, you know, a few rain events, we'll call it, that they didn't have up the country. So, you know, if you go up to, we'll say, our headquarters in Oak Park there, the ground is very, very dry, and that's already having an impact on, on, on crops up there. But even locally, you know, that hard drying wind, that east wind that we've had there for a few days, that certainly has, has dried out soils and that. And a lot of growers now are noticing trace element deficiencies and, and, and that coming into crops. And maybe crops just under a little bit of stress. So it was, you know, a bit of kindness, I suppose, really is what's required in terms of, you know, a bit of rain. But certainly, to, to, you know, those night frosts certainly have been, have been tough on crops lately. What should tillage farmers do if indeed the crops are under stress, like you mentioned there? Yeah, I suppose it's very important, like, in terms of plant protection products that, that we apply at the moment, whether it's weed control or maybe controlling foliar diseases, you know, to be very careful of, of tank mixes, you know, multiple things uh, being applied to the crop at the one time. 
because when you get large uh, temperature swings for maybe maybe it could be 17 or 18 during the day and then it could be down to 4 or 5 in the evening when you get those large fluctuations in temperatures that's when 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 the plant protection products can have an impact and do damage on the crop so I suppose if you are seeing a crop that's under a bit of pressure maybe delay uh, plant protection products for a few days until the weather maybe gets a bit better and certainly in terms of tank mixes you know keep it simple um, you know and, and, and not to apply too many things at, at the one time and also, I suppose I should say, it's kind of, you will see trace element deficiencies in cereals in particular, and especially in spring barley. You'll get magnesium showing up, maybe uh, manganese as well. And a lot of those are sort of transient deficiencies when the weather is dry. And quite often what happens when the weather gets to be kinder with a bit of moisture and, 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 and a rise in overall temperatures, those deficiencies sort of alleviate themselves over time. So I thought the simple message really is just... Uh, Plan your, your, your spraying days and maybe not to keep the and maybe keep the tank mixes simple really would be the would be the message. And there are a number of older plant protection products, for example Bravo, going off the market this year. So what steps should a farmer take to ensure maybe that they're compliant with the Department of Agriculture cross compliance legislation? Yeah, I suppose the, the registration and re registration, I suppose more to the case here, um, is a continuous thing. So we, we've all the products that maybe a chemical company decides not to re-register for particular reasons or there may be certain environmental reasons why a product wouldn't be re-registered and, you know, and new products come in at, at the same time. So I suppose that is the kind of a cyclical thing that, that happens. Um, in recent years, we've seen more products going off the market than, than coming on, obviously, and that's, that's something that I suppose tillage farmers would be aware of. But just as it happens this year, there are quite a few products that um, farmers would be very familiar with that are going off the market this year. And I suppose the crucial thing really is to identify those products, number one, and then uh, look at the the use updates and to make sure that those products are applied on the crop uh, before those use updates and obviously not carry them into into the next season because the trouble is if you carry something into the next season that's off registration, you, you can't obviously legally use it at that stage. So I suppose maybe to give a, a couple of examples, the, the most well-known one and, and the, most, the, 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 the one that's coming up the soonest is chlorotalinum. That would be a product that, that every tillage grower would be familiar with, whether it's in, in wheat or barley. It's a big loss to us, but it's going off the market on the 20th of May. So if you have Chlortalin, the, the trade names there, Bravo, would be the one that people would be mostly familiar with. You know, if you have that, get that applied on your crop before the 20th of May. So that's, that's I suppose, a, a crucial one. Another one that, that, that tillage growers would be very familiar with is uh, Carbell. So Corbell is in Propimorph, it's in Corbell itself, it's in Diamond, Genton, Takata, Opus Team, those type products there. So we have the full season to use that up. So that's the 31st of October is the last day to use there. So again, it's it's using up any any Corbell type products that you that you might have in your store. I'll just mention one or two others. There's an insecticide called Dometoate. Again, wheat growers very familiar with it. 17 to June is the date there. So again, make sure that's gone out of the spray store. And one last one, uh, Barry, is Desmedifin, which would be beet growers would use. It's in Beat and All Max Pro or Trilogy or, or any of those. 
again the use update there for this one is the 1st of July this year so again if you get onto the Chagas website or the Department for Agriculture PCS website there are a list of all those products there including our own Chagas website you can go in and just have a look you know and if there have a look at them in your own store and if you have any of these products just make sure you get them used up by the by the last date of use. We're all working in, in different structures, I suppose, with the COVID-19 as it continues. Is it making it anyway more difficult in getting the message out to tillage farmers? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great question because I suppose, especially in the crop side, you know, we would have had, I suppose, two things really, a number of crop walks. You know, people would be familiar with our crop walks, particularly in Ballydoran and below in West Cork on, on various different farms. And unfortunately, we just can't have those this year. Um, and then the, the second part of it is discussion group meetings. Uh, you know, we're, 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 hold, we're still holding those, but they're, they're over a, a conference call. And thankfully, actually, they're, they're, they're working quite well. Um, but I suppose in terms of resources, really, I, you know, if I could direct people to the Chagas website, because there is a huge amount of information going up on the Chagas website to try and, I suppose, substitute maybe for some of these, these crop walks and that, that we're missing, you know. Um, and also, we, we had a virtual crop walk there uh, from Oak Park last week, which there was 300 people on the on, 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 on the call. So again, we are sort of replacing the, the normal events with these, uh, I suppose, virtual events, if, if, if that's the right name for it. And if anybody's interested, actually, we'll have another uh, virtual crop walk on the 28th of May. And again, if you, if you log into the Chagas website, or any of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you'll find information on those crop walks there, Barry. Kieran Collins, Chagish Tillage Specialist, Cork. There's been a warning the government cannot ignore the strategic importance of the tillage sector to the broader agricultural industry and the critical role native grains play in relation to Ireland's food provenance credentials, in addition to the low carbon footprint of the sector. Mr Mark Brown, chair of the IFA Grain Committee, said that despite the production of 2.4 million tonnes of native grains last harvest, we still imported 580,000 tonnes of mainly GM, genetically modified maize, from third countries up to the end of January alone. This level of imports, he said, was inexcusable, considering that some feed merchants were allegedly refusing to use Irish barley, which is still available in store. The IFA grain chairman called on feed mills to use Irish grains. He claimed Irish grain continued to be undermined by the mass importation of grains from third countries, which he said had been grown under different environmental and sustainability standards to Irish grain at lower costs of production. This imported grain, it was claimed, had been produced under regulations which allowed the use of pesticides and breeding techniques banned in the European Union. Irish tillage farmers, he said, were continually being told to use fewer pesticides, less fertiliser and to embrace biodiversity, etc., while allowing these volumes of maize imports with allegedly inferior sustainability standards to be imported into the European Union and specifically into Ireland. 
Mr Brown called on all stakeholders in the animal feed sector in Ireland, including our government and Board Beer, to address the issue immediately by supporting the inclusion of local Irish grain in feed rations where available. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Farm Talk on C103. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Michael Creed, has announced the full early payment of Ireland's 2020 core contribution to the World Food Programme of €23 million. A recent request was made for donors to support the WFP response to COVID-19 and the contribution of €700,000 will help the organisation maintain its regular food assistance programmes to the people they already support, as well as scaling up their response to the pandemic emergency. And it completes Ireland's 2020 contribution of €23 million to the World Food Programme. Close to 50,000 visitors attended the greatest online ag show held on May 2nd in association with onlineagshow.co.uk in partnership with Innovation for Agriculture. Up to 5,000 unique visitors clocked up 47,989 show area visits where the most popular visited attraction was the main arena followed by livestock, dog and equestrian arena and the beer tent. The website for the show was developed in just four weeks by Innovation for Agriculture, who also ran the Innovation Hub on the day, hosting 50 films on farming, innovations including biosecurity in farming, cover cropping and reducing antibiotic use. Over 225 trade stands and exhibitors made charity donations for their presence. It's certainly an initiative that could be rolled out here, as last week we heard of the cancellation of the trade show at the National Ploughing Championships. Agriculture shows up and down the country have been put on hold by COVID-19 this year. So it's heartwarming to hear of the success of a virtual agricultural show in these unprecedented times. You're not alone, even though you might think you are. It's the encouraging message from a young Cork man whose father took his own life a fortnight ago. Thomas McCarthy set up a GoFundMe page for Pieta House and is calling on people feeling down to contact mental health services for support. He's making a particular call on farmers to seek help, especially as many of their social outlets, such as Marts, are closed because of COVID-19. Thomas, whose father Paddy was a farmer, told Farm Talk it can be hard for some people to talk about their feelings. He was speaking to C103 senior news reporter Fiona Corcoran. Dad was a farming man, a hard-working man, kind of spent most of his life here in Ballinity, loved the farm, loved the outdoors, um, and our grandmother died two years ago, and Dad was very, very close to her. So I think, you know, that was a massive loss to him, and we don't know, you know, did he really ever get over that loss, and and he never really, he was a strong-minded strong, strong man, kind of stubborn, but, you know, always happy, always smiling, loved, loved, like we always used to have, you know, friends over for, for barbecues and young people around. He just loved being around, you know, uh, people and he, he loved socialising, he loved music and, and dancing and, and it's, I, like, you know, he never really spoke about anything and I think that's why we're, that's why the shock is it's so bad and you, you kind of don't believe it because, when I think of my father, I think of someone who's laughing and who's smiling and who's who's just so much fun. Like his sense of humor was incredible. So then to think that he would go and do something like this, it you just you you don't believe it because you just think how could he you know how could he how could you do this? And you know he's he was a farmer. You were saying, um, did he ever talk about how he was feeling to anybody? Um, no, like he he never would have really really um, said anything. Like he. He was kind of open in most ways, but he was, you know, he he obviously was dealing with his own problems in his own head. But when dad, dad, dad was a triplet, and when they were younger, 
and they lost their brother Tom in a farming accident when they're I think seven or eight years old. Mm. So I'd say the trauma of that, and you know, and I don't know if he ever really got over that or there's all these like looking back there's all these different things but like it's it is sad because he 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 didn't come for help he didn't ask for help he probably you know he just didn't he didn't say anything and would you have a message for other farmers at the minute about you know the importance of opening up i mean i know a lot of farmers would work on their own and may feel that they can't really open up about what's going on in their head um well just you know what just like if you think you're, if you're, if you're experiencing these bad thoughts and these emotions in your head, just tell someone a problem shared is a problem halved. And even if you're, if you're contemplating something like this, you know, just think of your family and the friends that you leave behind. You may think this is the right solution for you, and but like the pain that they leave behind, we're never going to be able to, to fully, you know, understand this and mm. just, just talk about it. It's, it's. It, and like you know, with men, it's you know, there's a stigma, and they, they, you know, I'm weak if I ask for help, or you know, I, I, you know, but like you're not, you're strong if you ask for help. You're, 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 you're noticing there's a problem, and you're, you're looking for a solution, and that, that's something to be proud of, and that's something you can get strength from instead of you know, saying nothing, and you know, just, just tell anyone, a neighbor, a friend, anyone at all. A lot of farmers, their social outlet for the week might be to go to the mart or like for a farm for a farmer anyway. Like it's just such an isolated job anyway. You're out in the farm all day by yourself, alone with your thoughts. So it can get really, really hard. And now that people don't have their outlet or like you know, like you said, going to the mart or whatever it is, and like that's a big social aspect for a lot of farmers. They look forward to meeting people and chatting to people. So now that they don't have that, you know, it's it's even tougher for them. But like they 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 must know people. You know, people have organisations like Pay the House and you can phone them for free, you know, and it's someone to chat to on the phone and they will listen. It's their job to listen and they're very good at it. So if people who don't have, you know, their their daily routines, like there is other alternatives there, you know, you are not alone, even though it may seem like you are. Thomas McCarthy, whose father Paddy, a farmer, took his own life just two weeks ago. And Thomas has set up a GoFundMe page for Pieta House. Concern is being expressed in farming circles that the recently announced €2 billion credit guarantee scheme cannot be rolled out until a new government is in place. And the slow pace of negotiations to form a new administration with the power to activate the €2 billion CCGS low-interest credit guarantee scheme is adding to anxiety and uncertainty. IFA Farm Business Chairman Rose Mary McDonough welcomed the inclusion of primary agriculture, horticulture and aquaculture in the proposed credit guarantee scheme. But, Ms McDonough pointed out, we are still awaiting the fine print in relation to the scheme. Under current proposals, the loan scheme will have a budget of €2 billion. It will be available on a first-come, first-served basis Eligibility is open to all farm sectors. Funds can be used for overdraft and working capital, term up to six years. Loan amounts will range from €10,000 to €1 million. Depending on evolving economic circumstances, overdraft facilities can be termed out over a number of years. Miss McDonough pointed out that an additional €200 million will be allocated to the Future Growth Loan Scheme, opening date yet to be announced, 40% of which will be available to farmers. 
A further €250 million Euro will be available to SMEs through the SBCI Working Capital Scheme, but not open to farmers. Ms McDonough pointed to a number of schemes which are currently up and running for farmers. €17 million Euro has been allocated to SME finance and leasing, introducing much-needed competition into the market. Farmers can use this finance for the purchase of second-hand equipment and machinery up to a value of €15,000. Dairy farmers uh, can still avail of loans through the MilkFlex scheme operated by participating cooperatives. In addition, farmers can apply for a COVID-19 business loan from Microfinance Ireland. But the rollout of the main €2 billion credit guarantee scheme is now a matter of urgency – as farmers suffer the full impact of the unprecedented market disruption caused by the COVID-19 pandemic virus. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Enjoy the ease in restrictions as they are gradually introduced in the fight against COVID-19. Thanks to John O'Connor for co-producing and for contributing to the Farm Talk programme again this week. I'm Barry O'Mahony. Thanks for listening. Dairy Gold Agri, your solution to all your farm needs. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.